We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We know that Lamar Jackson declined to answer a question about his trade request when he addressed the media last week. But he later went on a podcast where he was much more open to talk about it. Okay, the trade, I requested a trade. So why exactly did Lamar Jackson request a trade from the Ravens? That answer just ahead. I'm Sarah Ellison writing solo while my co-host Bobby Trossett is off celebrating his brother's college graduation. Congratulations, TJ. It is Monday, May 8th, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Ravens rookie minicamp got underway over the weekend where we learned who has signed their contracts and who hasn't, the jersey numbers assigned to each rookie, and Zay Flowers had a bold statement to start things off. Plus, John Harbaugh gave some news about the cornerback position that should make a few Ravens fans happy. I have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. When Lamar Jackson walked into the Ravens auditorium to announce his record-breaking $52 million a year contract, well, he was met by cameras, microphones, and journalists who all wanted to know at least this one thing. And that's, how did he go from publicly requesting a trade from the Ravens organization to just one month later making history with them contract-wise? Well, it was ESPN Jamison Hensley who was the one to make that inquiry on behalf of all those with the burning question. Mr. Jamison, you know what? Today we're going to keep it about the future. You know, I'm not really worried about what happened in the past. Well, after that, it seemed we were going to be left in the dark until Lamar later went on The Lounge, which is a podcast created by the Ravens team. It was a much more relaxed conversation, and Lamar was more open to talking about it with hosts Ryan Mink and Garrett Downing. But it was like, I never said I wanted to go for right. real. Like, okay, the trade, I requested a trade, but it was nothing serious for real. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that was just getting the ball rolling. It was, it was business. Ball. Yeah, it's business, man. That's part of business. But I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm satisfied. That's in the past. I'm glad that's over with. You know, I'm happy to be here. Okay, so Lamar is basically admitting that he was bluffing. He wasn't looking to get out of Baltimore. He wasn't looking to get away from the franchise. He was simply implementing 
a commonly used business ploy to, quote, get the ball rolling, as he says, or to get offers closer to the neighborhood that he was seeking. And he also felt like he still wanted to stay, even when other teams came calling. Yeah, because, like, they, they would shoot their shot, and it was like, <laughs> but I really don't want to go here. Like, back in my mind, like, back in front of my mind, I'm like, but I really don't want to go here. Okay, so I've been asked by many people if I'm buying what Lamar is selling here, and frankly, I do. Now, sure, as a disclaimer, if another team came along and offered him Deshaun Watson-type money, then, yeah, he could have changed his mind and left Baltimore. But I really do think that the trade request was a bluff to get offers going. And here's why. First off, Lamar had little to no leverage in negotiations with the Ravens. The tag for the teams around the league is such a powerful tool. And the players have no such tool at their disposal. So Lamar, and many players do this, he had to create some leverage and a trade request is one of the few tactics to lean into to get some of that leverage. And guess what? The Ravens understood exactly what he was doing at the time that he was doing it. And the reason why I know that the Ravens knew that is because former Ravens PR chief Kevin Byrne, who still has a relationship and talked with owner Steve Bishotti throughout the process, well, he explained to Bobby and I on this show on draft night exactly what Steve was thinking when Lamar publicly requested that trade. And he didn't have leverage. And so I don't know if you would call it last gas, but it was an effort to, to kind of deliver a message to 31 other teams. Look, I, I'm serious about this. I'll listen to other teams' offers. So I, you can't blame Lamar for being a smart business person. And I know because I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have the relationship with Steve Bishotti, and we've talked a couple of times. He was not seething. He, he got it. Okay, and another reason I believe Lamar was mostly just bluffing and didn't really want out of Baltimore is because just a few hours after he made that trade request public, NFL Network's Ann Rappaport reported this. Uh, of course, there is the Lamar Jackson trade request that he made uh, several weeks ago, which now has been made public. My understanding is uh, in the last week or so, Lamar Jackson has been actively negotiating with the Ravens on a deal, which leads me to believe that the trade request is more about money, financials, rather than any sort of fractured relationship. So the other thing I've been asked is if I think Lamar really had other teams show interest. Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't give any offers, but do I think they showed interest? Sure. And how do I know that? Well, according to NFL reporter Josina Anderson, she tweeted this Thursday night. Quote, when Lamar Jackson says teams reached out, that's true to what I heard as well. I was told it was also inferred to keep it quiet. Close quote. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me that those inquiries needed to be on the down low. No team wants to cause issues with their current quarterback on the roster unless they're really close to getting a deal with a new guy. They don't want to create noise among its fan base. Plus, for more proof that teams were actually reaching out, Again, we can go back to Ian Rappaport. The day Lamar made his trade request public, Ian confirmed teams were indeed reaching out. So a quick side note to all of this, the combination of Lamar's comments and then Ian and Josina's reports saying the other teams did indeed reach out, yeah, that blows a gigantic hole in the NFLPA's accusation that the league was colluding against Lamar. But that's a different topic. 
Finally, I want to say this. I believe Lamar when he says he never really wanted to leave because I really do think that when Lamar looked into the cameras the night he was drafted and said that the Ravens were going to get a Super Bowl out of him, I think he truly wants to deliver on that promise. It do because I'm a man of my word at the end of the day. Like, like my mom always taught me to be that. Like, if you're going to do something, if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. So all them times we, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, nobody's matter to me. Like, I don't care what they done. Like, I've, I'm the one who put that out there. Like, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. So every year we fail, 2018, 2019, uh, 2020, 2021, 2022, it's like, bro, I didn't live up to what I said. I didn't live up to my word. I wasn't a man of my word. So it's like, now I got five more years to prove it. All right, so at the end of the day, the lesson I take away from all of this is that trade requests aren't always a sign of unhappiness or bad blood between a player and a franchise, even though that's the way some media like to pin it. They like to make it seem like they're enemies at war with one another. But oftentimes, including this time, it was a simple negotiating tactic to gain leverage. So when we see such tactics in the future, it's smart to keep all this perspective in mind. It's not about being enemies. It's not about being emotional. It's not about being at war. It's just negotiations. That's it. As Lamar said, It's a grown man thing at the end of the day. So you got to be a grown man if you're going to handle business. Still to come here on The Vault, a ton of lessons we learned from rookie minicamp over the weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Well, Ravens rookie minicamp was underway over the weekend, and we learned a ton about this 2023 rookie class. First off, everyone that was drafted has already signed their contracts except for first-round pick wide receiver Zay Flowers. But with the rookie salary slot system in place due to the CBA, I don't expect Zay to be far behind from his other classmates. And believe me, even though he hasn't signed his contract – It is not slowing Zay down at all. He made a bold statement when he first saw his purple and black jersey for the first time. Oh yeah, we about to put up some numbers in that right there. That foe is legendary. There'll be a lot of touchdowns. We trying to retire this jersey. I'm trying to retire this jersey for real. That audio is courtesy of Ravens Productions, but I'll just say this. Zay, I will settle for you just getting a Pro Bowl because you would be the first ever Ravens drafted receiver to do so. But hey, I'll take you retiring it because that would mean several Pro Bowls and more. And I'll just say this. I love that Zay thinks big. He's made several bold statements since he's been drafted. And you know what? You can't become one of the greats unless you believe you can become one of the greats. I love his swagger. But as you heard in that clip, Zay got number four. It's the same number he got in college, and he chose it because he's the fourth child of 14 in his family. The other rookie numbers are as follows. Inside linebacker Trenton Simpson, he's going to be number 30. Outside linebacker Tavius Robinson, number 95. Cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly is going to be number 17. Offensive tackle Sala Amuvai Laulu is number 71, and guard Andrew Voorhees will be 72. And while he isn't a rookie, the Ravens did announce a jersey change for defensive leader Roquan Smith. Now he's going to be going from number 18 to zero, which means he'll be the first player in franchise history to wear number zero. And speaking of Roquan, the Ravens' second overall pick in Simpson said that Roquan immediately gave him a phone call the night that he was drafted. Say he was happy for me. He's ready to get to work. And uh, I'm just excited to play with a guy like that. You know, he's a, a great linebacker. You know, it's, all, it's proof in the pudding. Like, he showed it. And um, he's been the top guy in the NFL. So just to be in the locker room with a vet like that, I'm going to come in and ready to learn and work. Also, the rookies all across the board seem ecstatic to play with, of course, Lamar Jackson. And what's interesting, at one time during his pre-draft process – Simpson said it was his dream to try to either tackle or sack Lamar, but now that he's on the same team, he's more relieved that he won't have to chase him down. Now, Simpson said he can just sit back and watch number eight make magic. Meanwhile, and not surprisingly, Zay Flowers said that he loved that Lamar said he wanted to throw for 6,000 yards. You just know the rookie wants to get off to a big start in year one, and he'd love to get a big chunk of those 6,000 if they get actually anywhere close. And Zay was also asked about his first impressions of offensive coordinator Todd Munkin's scheme, the playbook, all of it. How does he feel about the offense? Oh, I love it. 
it's kind of like some of the stuff I ran at BC. I love it. So if, I think it fit my, my style, like, perfect. Now, I know Zay is a rookie and is excited to jump into his first NFL practice. So sometimes everything is just all rainbows and love in the beginning. But even still, that clip here in Baltimore is a breath of fresh air. It hasn't been many times over the last four years when a receiver said that he loved the Ravens passing offense. And we can only hope that this is the beginning of a major turning point here in Baltimore. All right, so we know that the Ravens roster is probably around, what, 90% complete with some moves for depth still needed. And the position on most Ravens fans' minds at this point is at cornerback, even after Baltimore signed veteran Rocky Sin last week. Now, the way Rock was paid certainly makes it seem like he'll be the starter across from Marlon Humphrey, and obviously the team already has 10 corners on the roster. But still, head coach John Harbaugh was asked Saturday if the addition of Yassin closes the door on other signings at the position. Here's Harps. Yeah, good question. I would say no. I don't think you could ever, ever really close the door on any, any personnel move, you know, uh, Whoever it might be, uh, you know, if you, you probably ask me about Marcus and whatever other corners are out there, I, I would say, you know, you don't close the door on good players and good people. We'll see how it goes. Honestly, for me, I think that is great news. The Ravens clearly are going all in this year, and they're going to need legit depth at cornerback in case of injury. I mean, if Marlon Humphrey were to go down, the Ravens would be in big trouble. The same way they were when Rashad Bateman went down last year, with no significant depth at the receiver position. Now, when any team's top player, let's be honest, if any team's top player at any position goes down, most teams would be in big trouble. But in a year where the Ravens are trying to go deep into the playoffs, they don't want to take any chances. I don't want to take any chances. And then obviously, Harbaugh mentioned Marcus Peters by name, and that was unprompted. So to me... That's a sign that he's still clearly on the Ravens' radar as a potential signing. That doesn't mean for sure that they'll get him. But out of anybody, if there's only room for one more, I sure would love to hear Marcus Peter return to Baltimore and say... Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, But you personally... I think we ain't done yet. Meanwhile, the Ravens will have extra room at the corner position because Harbaugh also announced Saturday that Brandon Stevens will move back to playing at the safety position this upcoming season. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with the Ravens still looking to solidify their offensive line depth. According to Jeff Zrebeck of The Athletic, they're still looking for a backup center option after losing Tristan Colon to the Jets. So they had former Bears interior offensive lineman Sam Mustafer in for a visit. Remember, Mustafer is an Owings Mills native. Also, Harbaugh said that he's been giving reps at punt returner to Zay Flowers, so watch for him to potentially make an impact there. Meanwhile, the head coach also made it clear that he's expecting offensive lineman and sixth-round pick Andrew Voorhees to miss the entire year as he rehabs that knee. Elsewhere, the team announced its 18-man undrafted rookie class, and I won't name all 18, but I will say 
as Jamison Hensley noted, that four of them made Todd McShay's top 350 prospect list. And those four include East Carolina running back Keaton Mitchell, Maryland wide receiver Dante Demas, Nebraska tight end Travis Vokalik, and Kentucky guard Tayshawn Manning. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. Now, as you know, Bobby and I have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. So with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. We'd also love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time I've got today. But I will be back with Bobby on Tuesday with the Ravens news you need to know.